Well, hello, dear listeners, and welcome in podcast number nine. Today, I'm accompanied again by my dear friend, Tom Brackles. Tom, how are you doing these days? I'm good. I'm getting good. Summer is, uh, is here, so always a nice period. We've had some warm days. We've had some not-so-warm days. We've had some sunny weather. We had some rainy weather. But all in good balance. So. Yes, I think, as I always say, you make the weather yourself, don't you? Oh. Which is oh. exactly what we are going to talk about yes, today. Yes, absolutely. Dear Hans, how this can is we... podcast yes. number nine. Yes, yes indeed. Yes, yes. Where is podcast number eight? <laughs> well, 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 podcast number eight is, and if I look to my left now, it's on the hard disk of the computer that is sleeping in the corner of our audio studio. I still have to publish this one, and I will. <laughs> so, but by the time num- you're listening to number nine, number eight will be live. Of yes, course, of course, of course. Slightly we'll, redundant. We'll, uh, we'll slightly delay about, number nine, yep. but we are recording number nine while yep. eight is still uploading. Yep. So we didn't have any feedback. Of course, we didn't. Um, no, 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 because we it. haven't. <laughs> because we haven't uploaded. Yep. But <laughs> we talked about having a guest on uh, one of the next podcasts. Yes. And somebody volunteered without even uploading the podcast. Wow, so there's something cool. in the universe yeah. that we said, maybe we should get a guest. Yeah. And somebody said, I've heard that, even yeah. though the podcast yeah. is not yet live. It's the vibes. The it's vibes. the vibes, yes, yes. So podcast number 10, which will be recorded once number nine has been published. <laughs> Whenever that is. Presumably yes. include a guest. Yes, that's presumably. Awesome. Yeah. presumably. Perfect. All right. Perfect. I'm looking but, so forward to this one. But let's first maybe fill the 30 valuable minutes of podcast number nine with even more valuable content. Or invaluable, depending on the perspective of the listener, because that's what we're going to talk about, right? Perspectives and how you perceive things. and uh, It is, indeed, and how you can influence yourself to do stuff you've never done before, like... Speaking for an audience, presenting, uh, being assertive, or just being very closed. Whatever suits the moment and your objectives. Yes. Which, by the way, is a very interesting reflection because everything we are going to talk about in this podcast is... It's interesting if you kind of put it in a context where you do have an objective, where there is a purpose, like... You have to do a presentation for an audience and you would like to perform the best you. Or you would like to stay in bed and really sleep well. Or you want to have a drive in a very, very busy traffic condition and you would like to stay very calm. So there needs to be a purpose. And on top of the purpose, you need to be willing to change something if required. It's yes. not us yeah. telling you, hey, yeah. you have to do it this way. No, no. Whatever you do, it's okay. Let, okay. let that be clear from yes. the very beginning. Okay. And we're going to use a metaphor, yes. right? Yes, we The are. metaphor yeah. we'll use today is uh, the equalizer. Yeah. Or the mixing table. Uh, or the, table, the mixing the, table. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to the audio world. And you have yeah. some experience in the audio world. Right? Yes, I, I do, I do, I do. And thank you for mentioning it. Uh, when I was uh, a little younger than I am today... A uh, lot, a lot. Let's Tom, please. <laughs> uh, it's all perception, as we it's say. It's all perception, that's right. So that's right. a couple of years ago, uh, like 30-ish... <laughs> 
I, um, yeah, yeah, well, I still play music and I still play in a band, but back in the, the, the days we had a sound engineer and we did a lot of gigs. And um, so our sound engineer had this uh, power amplification installation, the PA, as it's uh, referred to, with a, a huge mixing table with all nuts and bolts and, and, and meters and re really impressive, right? Uh, I think at that time, there were still the traditional VU meters, you know, the ones yeah, with the, an angle. With, the, with, with the, the needle yeah, going with the needle back that and goes forth, left yeah. and right, yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. But the challenges were the same. So sometimes we played um, in, in big halls, sometimes in very small halls, sometimes in schools. I mean, so the, the, the circumstances were different at every occasion. And so... What we did and what the bands do before they actually start to do their gig, they do a sound check. And the purpose of the sound check is not only to have the instruments balanced, but also to have a, a quality check of the sound in function of the room you're playing in. So they use equipment that measure like uh, Sonos owners can do that with their smartphone and like uh, travel, walk around the, the room and then capture the audio. And then the system is automatically optimizing the audio just in function of the room. Now, uh, once um, after an hour or so playing and, and testing, you have this mixing table and I will appeal on your visual uh, power to, to kind of visualize the mixing table with a number of sliders in a certain position that really fits the hall where you do the concert. Um, people who have never seen such a mixing table, you probably have a, a car audio installation or maybe at home a stereo installation with equalizing presets where you say like I'm going to use the jazz preset and all of a sudden you have a little bit more treble and a little bit less mid-tones and a little bit more lower tones and then you can switch it to uh, classical music which gives you another way of listening to music. So that would, that's, that's the, the, the initial idea. Now, once you have a preset for a certain room and you would take exactly the same preset into a bigger room or a hall or outside for a concert, it would be pretty lousy. Now, as a sound engineer, you can say, hey, look, I, it took me a lot of time to find this preset. Uh, and now that I have it, I'll keep it and I won't change it anymore. <laughs> and we're going to use it wherever we go. I think your concerts, uh, you shouldn't be too surprised if half of the audience leaves and says, yeah. like, not good. So our challenge was every time again to start from scratch and rebuild the presets in function of the rooms that we were in. And so the, the metaphor, you can take it to your own personality where you are thrown onto Mother Earth <laughs> with a certain, well, let's say all the sliders down or somewhere in the middle. Yeah, let's not put them down, but somewhere in the middle. And, and for some people, some sliders will be a little bit more up and a little bit more down, genetically programmed, as we say. And then your life starts. And you get influenced and you see things, you hear things, you feel things, you uh, grow up in a certain culture, in a certain region, uh, within a certain time frame. Um, and, and that determines for a part how your sliders will evolve. And so many people at a certain moment in their lives, you hear them say, I can't do this. I'm, I'm not like that. I, I was not born like that. You know, I inherited something from my mother and this is the way I am. Which, by the way, is confirmed by something you know a lot about, MBTI and DISC. Yeah, and insights and many insights, of these uh, yeah. personality types. And yeah. they, they are 
slightly similar, yeah. but uh, the, I think the, 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 the metaphor for the, the mixing table is more fine-grained than uh, Discord yeah. or MBTI. For instance, MBTI, um, it, it, it's a good model. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anything bad about these models. Some of them are really very robust and, and mm -hmm. well-built. Yeah. Uh, but they they limit in terms of uh, number of combinations you have. For instance, in MBTI you have sixteen combinations and you have all the yeah. the different letters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The the pr the main challenge or the pitfall with these uh, personality types is that once you know you have a certain profile because you took the questionnaire and you you have your your profile, is that you start behaving like your profile. Yeah. And that is uh, very tricky because the the, the main challenge is uh, not to be too self-aware about your profile, but just be yourself. Yeah. And the, the the main interest in having these profiles is when you work together in a group and yeah. you collaborate with other co-workers or you work in a team or whatever, uh, that you understand from one another why somebody is reacting in a certain way. That is the way your mm -hmm. yeah. uh, levels are set uh, on yeah. your preset. So actually, what, what you're saying is that all these uh, profiling uh, methods, I would call them, these are findings. What we are talking about is a skill. Yes. So, yes. And in a finding, you can sit back and say, hey, that's me. Sorry, I'm like that. I can't do differently. Whereas we say, no, no, no. You have got a set of tools and you can put your presets or your sliders in any position you want as long as you want it, and there is a good purpose for doing so. And you can, you can combine the two. You yeah. can say, okay, let, let's do a test and, and find out what kind of profile we have. There's mm -hmm. multiple tests online you can find to, to discover what yeah. kind of personality profile you are. So, for instance, you figure out your uh, example given, ENFP in, uh, in MBTI. So that is uh, emotional, uh, extrovert. Uh, extrovert yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the latter yeah. comedy, MBTI, by the way, <laughs> because we're just <laughs> yeah, throwing in terms and, and we'll still yeah. continue yeah. to do that. Yeah. But MBTI is Myers-Briggs type indicator. Yeah. So Myers and Briggs were uh, mother and daughter, uh, both psychologists who discovered this kind of method mm -hmm. to approach personality profile. Many of these profiles are based on theories by Jung de Gestalt. And, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, so they're, they're all based on, on the same theory behind yeah. that. And what these uh, two ladies did with MBTI, they figured out a combination of four times two letters. So yeah. one is, are you extrovert or introvert? Not necessarily the way we perceive it in terms of uh, I'm a table jumper. I'm always the loudest guy in, in the bar, so I must be extrovert. No, it's where you get your energy from. Do you get energy from interacting with other people or do you get your energy from yeah. cocooning and, yeah. and be mm -hmm. by yourself? Yeah. So that's the first one. Second one is the S and the N, which stands for the way you absorb facts and, and uh, observe yeah. the world. Are you more of a sensing person or more yeah. an intuitive person? Then you got the, uh, the F for feeling and the T for thinking, yeah. which is uh, the way you take your decisions. Are you more gut-based or are you more uh, rational-based? Yeah. Uh, and then the last letter combination is uh, J and uh, P. 
which, sells, which stands for judging and perceiving. Uh, and that's the way you organize your workplace. Yeah. You could say, I'm, I'm now simplifying it yeah, because absolutely. there's a yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if it were that it, simple, yeah. everybody would be an MBTI yeah. specialist. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an MBTI yeah. specialist yeah. Uh, myself, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, that's, that's the, the four letter combinations mm-hmm. you have. So yeah. once you start combining that, you uh, four letters, two combinations, so that's 16 personality yeah. types you have. Okay. That's yeah. four to the power yeah. of two for the yeah. more math. So your, your point is that once you, you, well, these are moments where you, you do this test at a certain given moment. Of course, some things will, will always come back, even if you do it like years later. But you create a, a definition of yourself, mm-hmm. which tends to become a self-fulfilling prophecy in the end. Well, if, if you if it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy, then probably you you're absorbing the results too much. Yeah. It's it's more mm-hmm. of uh, a a picture or a, a picture that is taken yeah. at a certain moment. There's a bit of a discussion between the specialists whether MBTI can change over time. Yes yeah. or no? I think it. I, my personal opinion is that it can change mm-hmm. depending on the situation. Yeah. How many times you are put in a situation that you actually become slightly more. E or I yeah. or whatever, um, uh, but it's uh, once you know that it's uh, the fact of can you change these sliders mm-hmm. for yourself, yeah. and yeah. then it becomes an interesting yeah. model from findings yeah. into a skill set. You Indeed. know yeah, that you have yeah. a. I, I always like to say to people, you have a personal preference or a tendency towards mm-hmm. ENFP, for yeah. instance, yeah. instead of you are an ENFP. Yeah, you exactly. have more of a natural yeah. tendency towards that. That's your kind of go-to behavior. Mm-hmm. But in a certain context, you might be more one or the other. Absolutely, yeah. And that's where where the the metaphor with the the mixing table or the equalizer comes in. First of all, because we use l- slightly more sliders as like, uh, and and we we get our inspiration from the the, the meta programs. Uh, which are also a set of personality things or behavior things more. More, more behavioral yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and observing. Maybe, maybe you can yeah, give some yeah. examples of, uh, yeah. of, of what we are, sliders we are talking about. So one of the sliders on your mixing table, and dear listener, it's uh, and also the not dear listeners, I mean any listener. <laughs> if you're not dear, <laughs> still consider you're really yourself good, a jest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the thing is that one of your sliders might be uh, in a position that says, um, I'm, I'm very um, worried about what happens around me and what I am needs to be better than what is around me. But your slider could also be a little bit more centered and say like, well, no, no, you know, uh, in my life, what I do uh, is only focused on myself. Uh, I learn to become a better version of myself and not to be uh, a better version of my neighbor. I buy a a Porsche 911 because I really enjoy this car and not because my neighbor only has a Beamer or something. So this is where you you do things for yourself. But the same slider could also be in a position that whatever I do in life is to make someone else a better version of themselves, like in caring, in coaching, in teaching. Mm -hmm. That might also be a driver. And sometimes it's good to be in a position where you do things because you enjoy them. But in other cases, it might be really very useful for your desired outcome 
to be in a position where you do things to make someone else better. So this flexibility, this mastery of being able to slide and to put yourselves mm -hmm. totally away out of the picture and sometimes fully in the picture is what it is all about in, in what we are talking about today. Yeah. You also have the locus of control. Eh? This is also a very interesting one. Hmm? And very good combination with yeah. the reference frame. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, the locus of control is uh, is uh, where do you get your action from? Yeah. Is it externally focused or internally focused? So somebody with an external locus of control will always depend on others to take decisions on what they should do. I'm simplifying. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. And uh, somebody point, with an yeah. internal focus of control will drive the action from within and will say, okay, I want to do this, so I'll do it this way. Yeah. Um, and, and I decide when something happens. That's and, interesting, yeah. yeah. And if you, let's take someone who needs to speak for an audience, who do need to do a presentation. One of the good ways of approaching it would be to have their slider in, let's say, I want the others to become better versions of themselves by what I'm sharing. But I want to keep the locus of control internal, Because if someone asks a nasty question, if someone interrupts my presentation, it is not going to get me out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. and my, let's say, my flow. Yeah. So these would be, whereas in reality, we often see <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're, uh, speakers they be, who only say, like, I need to do what I need to do because uh, I, I yeah. have to be good. <laughs> and the audience, they, they forget even that there's an audience. But once the audience does something that is a sort of a pattern break, they get completely disrupted and, and lose their, yeah. their points. Or they get mad when they a phone mad. rings in yeah. the audience, yeah. for instance. Yeah. That's yeah. also, if, you, if you're mm -hmm. external... Uh, yeah. Locus of control. Oh no, internal locus of control, mm -hmm. but external reference frame. That means you're still aware of what yeah. is happening, but yeah. you're in charge on yeah. stage. Yeah. That's a good combination. Absolutely. Some other combinations mm -hmm. might be in certain circumstances not that good. For instance, if you say mm -hmm. you have a, 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 an internal lo locus of control yeah. and you're very internally referenced, which mm -hmm. means you're, you're you're only caring about the better version of yeah. you. And if you combine that, that can sometimes yes, come across yeah, as arrogant yeah. uh, in yeah. certain situations. Yeah. But in some others, like if you're in a crisis situation, those mm -hmm. are the kind of people that yeah. say, okay, uh, enough about it. We'll do this, 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 and this. You do that, mm -hmm. you do that, you do that. And yeah. maybe it's driven by a personal survival maybe, mechanism. Maybe, maybe, maybe. That, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's yeah. just interpretation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But at least things are yep. moving. Uh, while if you have people with an external locus of control and an external reference yep. frame, they will say, oh, it's so bad what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, they should do something about that. They should do something. Yep. They <laughs> should do something about that. And you, you already hear it in the yep. words. Uh, another one that you, you often hear in, in the wording of people is the way they perceive things or they mm -hmm. obs uh, observe things. You got people who are primarily visual people. Uh, who think in That's images. another slider. That's another yeah. slider, yes. Yeah. So um, uh, some people are more uh, listening. Some people say I'm bunkers. <laughs> That's something else. <laughs> yeah, but you are bunkers, so. <laughs> yeah. so. Some people, they are right. Uh, But uh, where was I? Okay, so visual, auditive, kinesthetic. Yeah, yeah. So some others are more auditive, which means that they they listen more or they are primarily looking for sounds. Those are typically also the people that study out loud, yeah. uh, that want to hear information in order to observe uh, absorb it. And thirdly, you got more kinesthetic people who are more 
doers or that want to feel certain things that are more emotionally driven, that's more kinesthetic. You got so a visual one would say, I see your points. Yes. An auditive one would say, I hear what you're saying. And a kinesthetic one would say, I catch your drift. For yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and just by using these words, it gives you already an indication yeah of uh, how they, these people are wired, if you want to call it like that. And, uh, and you can not only adapt your own sliders in, mm -hmm. in a situation where you say, uh, I, I, I want to do more of this, so I'm, I'm going to change my sliders, mm -hmm. but also change your sliders in order to communicate better Absolutely. with somebody yeah. else. So if you, uh, if you feel, here we go, mm -hmm. if yeah. you feel that somebody is more visually uh wired that and that uses these kind of terms that use the same yeah 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 i see your point <clears throat> yeah uh, i see what you're saying yeah uh, if somebody is more uh kinesthetic which you can see in the eye movements as well, as well. absolutely um yeah. so when people have their eyes more downwards they tend to be more kinesthetic when unless they're, they're more, talking about their pets which is a yes, cat or a dog but then they're looking at their <laughs> pet even if it's yeah. not there that's yeah. uh, that's a different uh -huh. story that yeah. depends on the whether they're yeah. focused or not whether the But it actually works. These IQs and oh, yeah. movements—it's yeah. uh, it's amazing. It's uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's yeah. indeed very interesting to observe that and to see how people are wired, and then yeah. adapt your own yeah. language yeah. towards. And for the uh, non-believers, there's a nice game you can do while on holiday, and even if you're not on holiday with colleagues or so, you just invite them to look you straight in the eyes without moving their eyes, and then you start asking questions. Start simple, and then go. Um, where have you been uh, two years ago? Where, where was your holiday? How did you feel? Uh, and where are you going to and you, you switch from the past to the future and you will see that if they have to keep their eyes focused it will be damn hard for them to come up with the answer so their eyes will like shoot away and do what I uh, the word in itself I like so much they start a transderivational search oh. we've already <laughs> mentioned that in previous yeah. podcasts but That we and, and this is cool because we all have all the answers in us. We just need to find them. And that's what our eyes do. Yeah. And at the same time, they indicate or they tell us something about the sliders. About, oh, okay, this is someone with the sliders mainly visual or mainly kinesthetic or, um, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, it's cool. it, do you think it's really possible to, to change all your sliders? I would ask the question differently. Do you think it's really necessary? To <laughs> <laughs> That was not my question. This no, but I, I think the uh, and and it, it takes me to a question. Someone asked me um, the last time I was with with people I coached, and someone said, "Jesus, but." If, if you have to constantly monitor what it is that you're teaching us now, you, it's, it's undoable. I said, hey, hold, hold on. <laughs> it's not something you do permanently. It is just that when you're in situations where you all of a sudden you see or you feel or you hear that this is not going in the right direction and right, quote unquote, because this is not going in the common right mm -hmm. direction, uh, then it's interesting, uh, whereas you have a lot of people who say, look, well, it didn't really work out, you know, but there was no fit, there was no click. Okay, but that's a lousy excuse. <laughs> If you can say, like, it was difficult to make it work out, and that and that and that and that were the switches that caused it to be difficult, I think you're more than just one step ahead of uh, someone who doesn't know that. And that's the situational mastery, the, the fact that you, 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 can, you understand And whenever something goes wrong or feels a little bit like, hmm, this is not really coherent, that at least you can pinpoint the cause. And the other way around as well, when something goes really excellently well, 
that you can also say, hey, this is what happened. And you won't hear me say that every emotional process, you need to be able to rationalize it far from that. But <laughs> it is just a tool set. It's just yeah. a skill. And it, it's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but you, you, you will also come across uh, people that have their mixing table completely stuck. Yeah, in absolutely. And that's also yeah, which is which is what happens in the recording studios. I, I had the, the the immense and unique pleasure of being like three times in a recording studio. By the way, you see the the, the whispering trees over there, an album which, dear listeners, you cannot see, but it's uh, it's one of the albums. Uh, where, where there's a song from the band I played in. And in these huge, in recording studios, they have these incredible sound installations with mixing tables you can only dream of. And sometimes you see that there, there are little clipses that will block one slider from moving too far below or too high. And that's exactly the point you're making. Like some people just have their presets and the clipses are just right <laughs> below and right on top. And they say... <laughs> I can't I move can't it. I can't move yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you do then? Well, I'll, I'll tell them, yes, you can, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then you, you well, the, the first thing is, what gives you the impression that you can't move them? Uh, have you tried? Uh, yes, I tried everything. And, and then <laughs> it makes me, it, it throws me back into one of the sessions we had with, um, I think it was in the Channel Champs or the yes, Shiny Goals yes, Business uh, Development, where there was one uh, entrepreneur who wanted to move into a certain direction and he was completely lost. And he said, I tried everything. I tried everything. And then at a certain moment in time, we asked the question, yeah, but if there was one thing you could still try, which one would it be? And then he started a transderivational search and he said, hmm, I might do this. And then he did it and it actually yeah, it, worked it out. Worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. So, so I can't move my sliders. Uh, to, what could you do to make one of, to make the slider move? Well, I tried everything, but if there was still one thing that you could do, what would it be? And apart from that, it's simple. You take your thumb and your index and you just <laughs> go to the pl- and you unplug the slider and then you... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's so pretty you easy. Just put your fingers in through yes, your ears yes. into your brain Absolutely, and you unplug yeah, it. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, you know. um, it, me t- it makes me think of uh, something I learned from uh, Mike Mandel, who's uh, one of my sources of inspiration. Um, and he talks about um, the executive seat the executive chair so and it is all about if 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 there is something that you cannot change or where you think you cannot change it most of the time it's because the moment you say it or the context in which you think it can't be changed is a context in which you don't have the right part of you in the executive seat let me explain it with an example this morning so I went to bed early yesterday evening because I didn't feel like working yesterday evening and I said well let's Take grab the, the morning moment, the, 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 the birth of the day to kind of get energized and start working early. So I put my um, alarm at 5 a.m. So at 5 a.m. it's, it's a beep, beep, beep. Huh? And then I wake up and in my executive chair at that moment, there was a part of me who said, Oh, just turn around and <laughs> sleep another 20 minutes, will you? The yeah. snoozer. The snoozer, right? So... I could have listened to the snoozer and say, yeah, you're right. But then on the other side, there was like this, this executive guy who said, like, no, 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 we need to get a few things done. And I really would like to move on with stuff. And so then you have this internal kind of discussion. This is the way I, I experience it, at least. 
And the, the, one of the things that I've also learned way back in, in, in time is that you always need to have, like in a team, respect for everybody. Uh, even if, the, if there's a, a part that bothers you, treat it respectfully. So then what I did mentally was I, I kind of said thanks to the sleeping part, the snoozing part, like for having given me a, a great night. And, and I was looking forward to meeting him again tonight. Um, and then I said, OK, let's, it, it's OK for you now if we put the, uh, the, the, the working parts in the executive chair. And so it happened. And like two minutes later, I, I, I stepped out of bed and I was really like cool and energized. And then, but then of course, while going down, you have like the, the coffee willing part who comes in and says like, dear working part, could I just have like 10 minutes of your executive chair too? <laughs> but the idea of who is driving you is, is amazing. And the driver determines the presets. For a large part, yeah. because uh, my snoozing part will have a totally different <laughs> mixing table than my working part. Yeah, that's and, cool. And, uh, when somebody is really stuck, you can always shock them out of their stuckness, right? Is that yep. word stuckness? I don't know. It's, 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 well, it's, it's, it's an interesting. Our English-speaking audience will yeah. tell us. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, the, the, the yeah. state of being stuck. The state of being stuck. The yeah. stuck stuckedness. Stuck the stupidity. Stupidity. Inventing new words on the fly. Yeah. So we already uh, mentioned the hiccup example. So. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Shaking somebody out of a hiccup yeah, yeah, or yeah, scaring yeah, somebody yeah, out of yeah, a hiccup. Yeah, just a bit of pattern interrupt. I, yeah. I had a, a friend of mine, uh, you, you know him, by the way, some, some Steve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I talked about this way of, of doing a pattern interrupt to kind of yeah. get someone out of, um, out of the, the hiccup. And then all of a sudden he sends me a message like months later. He said like, ah, oh, Hans, I tried out your advice for the hiccup and it worked. My wife stopped having the hiccup. She was only wondering why I would go for red elephants at the local bakery shop. <laughs> said, okay, good. It worked. <laughs> yeah, I think well, we referred to it in podcast number eight, which we still have to publish. That, yeah, anyway. Okay, yeah. anyway. But the pattern break pattern, is, yeah. is a good one. Like my, my son was, uh, was studying for exams and he had uh, French uh, the next day. Yeah. And he said, why should I study? I will fail anyway. Yeah. So his, yeah. his uh, slider was stuck in, yeah. I will fail. Yeah. Uh, and I presume that his expectations were to be surrounded with care and like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, encouragement. Oh, come yeah. on, yeah. you can do it. This guy. Yeah. So, so my happened? wife said, well, then stop studying. Bam. <laughs> uh, and he said, well, uh, why, why would I stop studying? Well, you're going to fail anyway, so you might as well stop studying, enjoy the night, tomorrow go to the yeah. exam, fail yeah. miserably, and then come back home. And he, you could see a yeah. short circuit yeah. in his brain, like, yeah. whoa, did she just yeah. say to stop? So that that shock, that just yeah. caused him to go up and continue studying. It's amazing. And he did brilliantly yeah. at his exam, so... I once had the, the I use like the the hand, a part of the handshake induction, which is it's not really the handshake induction, but it's a handshake pattern interrupt where you you um, and it was someone who had to do a presentation and who was a little bit nervous and you could see it like when when you came in the, the speaker room you saw that that person was like and so I, I went to her and I, I put my hand forward as if I was going to shake hands. So what do you do when you see someone approaching with the hand slightly forward, but not in an explicit way, but you would also kind of take your hand out. And, and But then while she was taking the hand up also to shake the hand, I moved on with my hand and I took the person by the shoulders and I said, I'm glad you're here and you're going to do perfectly. 
So I use the moment of like this pattern break, like, oh, shit, what's happening? Where um, you, 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 you have this Star Trek yes, thing. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> for, for those who are not familiar with the term of an yeah. induction, uh, yeah. what that means, uh, uh, induction is, is a way to uh, really rapidly get somebody into a state of trance. Yeah. That's uh, for a short uh, one or a long one doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Induction yeah. Can, yeah. can take a bit longer, but yeah. the handshake induction is a really short one. Yeah. And it's it's actually a pattern break Indeed. that you do there. When somebody expects you to shake their yeah. hand, it's like in Star Trek, they yeah. refer to shields yeah. down yeah. for the And nurse. the thing is that whatever yeah. you, you mention in that brief moment of what is then called a, a PGO spike uh, at that in that that brief number of, of milliseconds you can directly launch yeah. statements the, uh, or suggestions yeah in the, into yeah. the unconsciousness yeah because those shields are down yeah. you have a direct yeah. pathway yeah. into the unconscious and then and that, it, that only lasts a few milliseconds yeah, indeed, because then the shields the suggestions go up. Yeah. remain inside yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and sometimes it's so obvious that you you will see people change like sometimes very sub, in a subtle way but sometimes in a very explicit way like yeah. they will be you will feel the joy you will feel the happiness it's yeah. uh, if you ever saw a show hypnotist yeah. that's what when they do the handshake induction, yeah. when they go up to somebody, they maybe physically shake that person and yeah. then say sleep. Yeah. And that, that very short word sleep, that goes straight to the unconscious. Yes. And, and those persons, yeah. they actually, boom, yeah. they fall yeah. asleep. And they are not even aware yeah. that it's happening. That's, it's uh, absolutely it's, 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 yeah. yeah. I kind of like it. Um, but anyway, what we do is more conversational yes, yes, oriented. Yes, we don't do um, uh, full hypnosis. Well, we could do. Or, I yes. mean, I was last week, uh, I went out for half a day with um, a guy who was just back from, uh, from Canada. Uh, where he followed like a, an intense hypnosis mm. academy uh, with Mike Mandel and uh, the 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 Quinn brothers Anthony uh, Jack Quinn brothers Anthony and his father, and then we last week we just went out in the city of Ghent and we just stopped people and did some tricks with them. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very powerful. Yeah, what you it, can is, do it, it is. If you if you start, uh, but so even uh, without being. Um, let's say into this kind of things it's what we want to illustrate is that it is very often just a matter of words that you use stories mm. that you tell yourself like this morning by changing the person in my executive seat i did things i went into another set of presets on my mixing table and the outcome was differently so it's all about the stories that you tell them yourself yes. and if like both of us i guess you believe or you, you can believe that you live by the grace of the stories that you tell yourself, then you, are, you become very powerful because never blame anyone else for something that is happening. No, it's just the story that you tell yourself about what is happening that determines how the sliders in your mixing table will be yeah. for a large part. And that might be a, a task for the... For our dear listeners or Absolutely. the other non-dear listeners yeah. as well, yep. is, uh, is to observe what is happening around you, how your sliders are set, yeah. and whether or not you can change them in yeah. that situation. And if you think, I cannot change them, try to yeah. change them. Yeah, Absolutely. And it's even a, then you still say, I cannot change them, yeah. then still change them. Yeah. And It'll just work. Give it a shot. And yes. um, make sure you have a purpose, you have a... And then ha just have fun. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And so you can ask yourselves when you take a decision, hey, hey, am I doing this 
what what is driving my decision? Am I taking this, or is my uh, significant other driving the decision? Um, am I doing this? to become a better me or because my neighbor or my friend, I need to confirm something. With the holidays, you very often have this. People, they leave on holiday and then you ask them, where are you going? Oh, over there. And, and, and then if you really keep on asking about what drives them, very often it's the story that they will be able to tell when back in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we went there and they say, okay, but... Honestly speaking, do you do it for you or do you do it for, uh, for the which, others? By the way, your um, the, the guy you mentioned in the previous uh, podcast, Dirk de Wachter, mm-hmm. he wrote a, a really interesting oh, yeah, article yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. is it is it really worth spending twelve hours on a plane? Why don't just do it? Why don't you just enjoy yes, holidays the, in your this, garden? It was yeah. actually a, a article to promote a staycation. To yeah, have absolutely. A, have a vacation yeah. at home because the the. The discrepancy between yeah. what we want and how we Absolutely. perceive things, and it, it, yeah. it was very well yeah. written. So one of the things is that we 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 go to the south to have more warmth and to have higher temperature, but we require air conditioning. Yeah, we we go to the to on holiday to relax, but we spend twelve hours in traffic jams. That's uh, yeah. sort of this discrepancy was uh, very well. Yeah, it's very interesting uh, article. Yeah. yeah, okay, but so the empowering question. What can you notice about yourself in a certain circumstance? Take time to observe your sliders on your mixing table and play around with them. And, and see, see what, what the effect is also yeah. on others and whether yeah. you can start yeah. steering yourself and others yeah. in that way. And Maybe another empowering well. suggestion would, of course, be to send your feedback to info at littlebig.partners. Wait, wait, I need to say shields down first. Then yeah, say it. okay. okay. Yeah. Shields down. Send your suggestions to info at littlebig.partners. Great. And if you want to re-listen to this or any other of the podcasts, go to littlebig.partners forward slash podcast or go to Spotify or iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Yeah. And then finally, I know we are a modest uh, bunch of people, but we are f- beep. good. So. Oh, you said the F word again. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I'll beep, beep that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so don't hesitate to book us for a keynote, for a workshop, for an inspiring session. The ones you have been doing in the last months, the ones I have been doing in the past months, they have all been received with wows and great and cool. So don't um, how do you say it uh, faut pas se priver de, de ce plaisir you should oh, not you should not refrain from having fun yes indeed okay. so yeah. thank you and take care <laughs> bye bye little big backstage sessions thank you for listening